2: Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour.
0: We do, we do, baby, baby. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Baby, love, love, it, love, Taylor Swift,
1: The
2: Eras Tour, Taylor's version. So with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about Zariel. One,
3: two, three, two. Welcome, to the Dungeon hey,
1: hey Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing? It's cold in here, but the space it's, heater's moving. Yeah, it is quite cold in our studio wonderland over here. There's um, a
2: rain ambiance. I wonder if the mics are picking it up. I hope I it is because I
1: I love rain ambiance. Yeah, and, in uh, the
2: summertime it's fan ambiance, and the wintertime, true. it's that's rain true.
1: ambiance. So uh, it's a new year, Brian. Shit. And what? A, yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. And it a is. new year equals a new theme, and so I'm happy to announce. Welcome. Oh, I'm
2: excited. I don't know what it is. What is it? Just kidding. <laughs> you know. I know what it, it is. is. Welcome to 2022 year of the fiend year of the friend what no wait (laughs) it's the year of the fiend fiends are friends not food fiends are friends not wait no they're not friends they're definitely not friends friends. we're going to talk about it we only have one fiend that's our friend
1: so this year yes and he's more than a friend (laughs) this (laughs) this year we will be taking the time to cover the many varieties of lower plane dwellers be they demon devil eugolith or other type of fiendish denizens and today we're starting with one of the Archdukes of the Nine Hells, a fallen angel of Celestia, corrupted by the Blood War and her own hubris. Zariel, Lord of the First, Archduchess of Avernus, and the First Layer of Beator.
2: Nice. <clears throat>
1: yeah, th- We've talked about her Tangentially, before. a little bit, yeah. Uh, I think back when we did the Nine Hells episode, which was like 50 years ago, um, <laughs> it was before so Zariel had kind of got published in 5e. So I think at that time I had, uh, I had announced Bell as the ruler of the first who he was at a time uh-huh. but but it, almost immediately after we did that episode uh the, <laughs> yeah, the this new lord came rolled out. right in so um we're we're about to amend some of that so Zariel is the lord of Avernus the first layer of the nine hells and the front lines of the blood war on the on the devil side of things. anyways. Mm. As such, she is predominantly dedicated to fighting and winning the unending blood war between devils and demons. She was originally a solar angel of the seven heavens, the highest order of angel on par in power of that of a demon lord, before transforming into an archdevil and falling to the nine hells. Uh, she is through and through a warmonger obsessed with battle. She lives for the fight and judges others exclusively on their combat skills and their willingness to use their their combat skills.
2: That's interesting, yeah. that second part. Yes. Um, okay. She
1: prizes uh, zealous fury uh, as much as discipline and training and leads her armies from the front with an unbreakable resolve, leaving all in her path in ruins as she carves across the battlefield. Uh, It is plain to all who witness her on the battlefield that the Archduchess is both reckless and rash, relying on her troops' berserker rage and their own determination rather than her strategy and training to win her fights. So she's very angry. She's very passionate about being angry, and she uses that anger to kill relentlessly.
2: She's just barbing. She's <laughs> yeah, a barbarian. She's a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, she's a barbarian. She's a flying she's angel a, barbarian, yeah. from, now from hell. Now from hell. <laughs> from heaven, now hell.
1: Yes, exactly. Zariel's original angelic form was that of a beautiful solar with flawless skin and blue feathered wings, long blue hair, and a blindfold covering her eyes. In this form, she once wielded the legendary sword of Zariel, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Of like, if your sword is legendary and it's just named after you,
2: I like, was gonna say it's pretty it's A little pretentious, don't it, you think?
1: It, well, she—that's a running theme with her. The sword is me. The, I am the blade. Right. The the whole uh, pride is kind of her downfall. Is okay. kind of her thing. Uh, but the Sword of Zariel is a sentient longsword made of celestial steel and capable of blinding fiends with its celestial light and cutting through even the hardest of materials. Ooh. Uh, after her descent, though, she took on a more diabolical appearance. Uh, a halo of fire now burns atop her head. Her once fine skin is scorched and marred, and her angelic wings, ru- her angelic wings are ruined by flame. They're leathery and charred in appearance. Her blindfold was abandoned, revealing eyes that glow with white hot rage, and she has lost the hand that once wielded her holy blade, and has now been replaced with a long
2: chain flail. Oh, so she's <laughs> yeah, she, she's pretty fucking heavy metal. She said, I don't need a fucking hand, I just need another weapon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like don't don't put another hand back no. on this. On this bad boy. I'm sure she could have gotten a new hand. Uh, Yes, she very well could have. This was a choice. Yeah. (laughs) This was a choice, Brian. (laughs) So as a
1: solar angel, Zariel originally served under the command of the Morning Lord Lathander, deity of creativity, dawn, renewal, birth, athletics, spring, self-perfection, vitality, and youth. Okay. Uh, Zariel's name was said to mean Companion of Light. From the seven heavens of Mount Celestia, Zariel was tasked with tracking the progress of the Blood War in Avernus. But the continued exposure to the conflict and the plane itself caused Zariel to develop an obsession with the war and an undeniable taste for battle. Zarya, already naturally impetuous in nature, couldn't ignore her deep desire to fight, but regardless of all her appeals to enter the fray herself, her requests were consistently blocked by her angelic peers.
2: Okay, so this is, this is starting to track. like you, mm-hmm. you have this like war-obsessed creature, right? Yeah. essentially mm-hmm. like made to fight on the front lines of mm-hmm. the blood war, which th- there's three participants in the blood war, right? There's the devils. The demons and the angels, right? They all fight the blood war. No, there are there
1: are three participants. It's the demons and devils primarily, and then the Uglits are, are the third yeah. leg, the mercenaries between. Yeah, and then
2: I, I thought the angels do the angel, play a part in it.
1: The celestial forces play a part in that they are they're heavily invested in observing, and they're heavily invested in it never ending.
2: Yeah. Okay. And that was my thing. Was like, yeah. okay, well, if it never ends, mm-hmm. like. It's easy to get obsessed with it. You're like constantly, right. forever, all eternity exactly. have to be about it.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. But I think like Zariel's uh superiors are basically they're they're of the opinion that like you no know, the blood war needs to forever continue lest like evil, you know, rule rule the day. Right. You know what if, I mean? So if you
2: can't if it's not gonna maintain its self containedness, then yeah. it obviously will expand out and Exactly. Well yeah.
1: Zariel, in her hubris of pride feels like she can actually like win. The oh, lore. yeah, okay. So she wants to get in there, and they're yeah. like, no, 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 you don't understand the plan, though. So, <laughs> that,
2: it's just a fire. She's like, no, I understand hurt. the plan.
1: It's just a shit plan. Yeah, I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> I can just go in there and fuck it up, though. So, yeah. Does um, she talk like that? Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely how she talks. So, uh, Zariel uh, refused to be thwarted, though. She believed that it was the responsibility of the angelic host to defeat evil first and foremost and was of the opinion that an assault from the host of Celestia could wipe out both sides of the blood war in one stroke, freeing the multiverse from the fiends who destroyed each other and vast chunks of it in the process. Zariel was frustrated by her superiors' refusal to engage in the war and drew the line when Yinagu, the Demon Lord of Slaughter, did what he does best and slaughtered a mortal settlement under her protection. And hang out in his yurt. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> she directly intervened, both defeating and casting the Demon Lord back into the abyss and, uh, and opening herself up to um, punishment. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: That's... Oh, man. D- to defeat Inagu. And his horse. Oh yeah, she bitch slapped that fool back into the abyss. Like she's very strong. She's very powerful. I was thinking about the the vocal for uh, for her, and I was Uh thinking like, ah, this kind of this kind of reminds me of Kerrigan from uh, Starcraft a little bit.
1: Okay, that's an interesting parallel. I can kind of see where you're coming from there. Spoilers for Starcraft.
2: Starcraft. uh, I guess. It's Starcraft 2, I guess. Starcraft 2, yeah, because yeah. Kerrigan is like a, a Terran general or she commander was. of some kind. That changed pretty quickly. Right. She immediately becomes a Zerg, so like yeah. spoilers for that is yeah. like the basically. Well, she becomes of, like
1: queen of the Zerg, right? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. All right, I anyways. Mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emboldened
1: by the success of her independent intervention, Zariel took her ambitions a step further by defying her superiors and leading the Hellriders, a host of personally trained mortal allies, into Avernus. This battle became famously known as The Ride.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Outnumbered by the devils, the army was defeated and the survivors were sent fleeing in terror and shame. Uh, Asmodeus sent a delegation of bone devils to reg- retrieve Zariel's unconscious body from underneath a mountain of the dead, whereupon the Lord of the Nine allowed her to recover and congratulated her on her power and her conviction. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he knew, he knew all the right buttons to press with uh-huh, her. Uh-huh. Zariel, before the Lord of Hell, and with his silver tongue whispering in her ear, succumbed to the corrupting nature of Hell, and Asmodeus made her an archdevil and dubbed her his champion.
2: <laughs> yeah, I am pretty dope, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, he stoked her ego, which yeah. is, yeah, that's her problem, is her pride is all-consuming. Yeah, you got Asmo <clears throat> in there, he's gonna say the right things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By the very nature, the Outer planes exude a penetrating influence on those who dwell there. We've talked about that quite a few times. Mm-hmm. When you're in... Whether it's an upper plane or lower plane, like your nature is is imposed upon imposed upon. You have to make saves, yeah. Yeah, like if
2: you're going to go someplace lawful, you'll find yourself being more lawful. Exactly. Or subjected to the whims of law. Right, exactly. The whims of law. That's a weird phrase, but okay.
1: Um, And the nature of Beator is to corrupt, and in Avernus in particular, um, the plane specializes in the abuse of a flaw that frequently affects angels in particular, hubris. Mm. Angels have a sense of infallibility and superiority about their actions. um, And Zariel's anger... Excuse me. Was only further inflamed by the righteousness with which she perceived it. Asmodius uh, praised her for her strength and her convictions, but it was her unswerving rage that had cemented her downfall. She had become so zealously hell bent on fighting that she was willing to abandon her principles and sacrifice the very instant lives that she had sworn to protect in order to destroy the demonic menace. Hell bent, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like um, and Asmodius, you know, he pounced. He he knew. He knew it was totally. time to strike. So the exact timeline of Zariel's fall from Grace and subsequent rule over Vernus is up for debate. Some reports claim that Bell, Beator's most powerful pitfiend, was the previous lord of the first. Others have Zariel as his predecessor, who he later overthrew. Regardless, Bell at one point did manage to defeat Zariel and take her place as the Archduke, only for her to do the same back to him.
2: Nice. Immortal immortal people. Yeah, immortal drama really is all it
1: is. (laughs) So after Zariel's fall, her behavior became warped to match that of her infernal peers. Zariel is a cruel being who enjoys inflicting psychological torment on her enemies and subjecting those that displease her to horrible fates. She has grown jaded, cynical, and distrusting of all others to the point of being taken aback by a heroic act of self-sacrifice exhibited by righteous mortals. Um I think part of that might be because of all her. Remember, she came here with the Hellriders, right? This was like her personally trained army of like the most righteous dudes around. Yeah. And they sucked. They got here and they fell apart. Uh, And so she's like now she sees someone actually pull it off. She's actually shocked by it. I can't help but think that that's a major factor.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> just the like the just blinded by it, just like totally overwhelmed by the fact that like we couldn't do it with our badass squad, and like here's right. some, here's some rando party of five level 15 exactly, just bang, doing it. banged yeah. it out.
1: Absolutely, All right. So now a true archduke of hell, Zarya endlessly plots and sets multiple nefarious schemes into motion at once, and deals in contracts to bind people into her servitude. You know, like a devil. Uh, while once a purveyor of blind justice, Zaryael zeal has been twisted into a rage fueled vengeance. She's now incapable of forgiving even the smallest slight against her.
2: Yeah, just some kind of tyrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of anger.
1: Yeah, tyranny. tyranny's is the name of the game here in Beator. Uh Despite this, Zaryael's rule over Vernus is, in some ways, less fierce and brutal than Bell's reign uh, previous to hers. It is a tight ship held together by fear, and when met with treachery, Zariel brings swift and terrible retribution. Zariel is notorious for her foul temper, her poor emotional control, impeding her ability to act rationally and pragmatically. This is exemplified by her refusal to play politics with the other Archdukes or even the other prominent powers of Avernus. Like, she doesn't play those games.
2: Yeah, she's just trying to go fuck shit up, right? So, like, if she's out on the front lines, you're going to expect to see her out there. Yes,
1: most definitely. I... Oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, well, I mean, there's no plan. She's just gonna go out there and be strong. That is
1: that is one of Rums. Is there is no plan.
2: Well, also like I don't know. Is I, I feel it like plays
1: to her strength? Like it's the way she gets stuff done. It works for her. Yes, and there's but no comes with pitfalls. I
2: was gonna say the enemy can't expect the enemy is demons. Yeah, so, they, like, they don't expect they don't give nothing. <laughs> they like they are chaos. <laughs> They're out doing the exact same thing yeah. she's doing. Yeah, it's true. I will say this. It's it's important. I
1: I think it's important to take into account the Zarius fall is very interesting in that like she her fall was very much a choice and that like she feels like the most important thing to do on a cosmological scale is to rid the world of demons yeah okay and she she was an angel like someone basically designed to exterminate demons but she wasn't allowed to do so right so she chose to become something else in order to do what she uh what she feels is like her calling and like she's doing the fuck out of it now yeah yeah uh, infinitely. Yeah, infinitely. <laughs> so, many Vernian denizens are power-hungry warlords roaming the wastes in infernal machines looking to create and expand their fiefs. Zariel has opted to let these pests destroy each other rather than personally exterminate them, given her busy schedule of blood war prosecution. She has a particular arrangement with Mad Maggie, a powerful night hag obsessed with the tragic saga of Zariel's fall. The deal being that Maggie kept, keeps the other warlords in check, um, and Zariel will allow her to alone will will leave her alone and tolerate her investigation into her past does that
2: make sense yeah is is mad maggie is that the third layer is she like one of the um is this some random hag
1: this is a night. so night hags love to muck about throughout all the lower planes and right. including avernus in fact there was a night hag who was an archduke for a temporary amount of time um i think it was over the excuse me the layer of malbolge
2: that's okay. I Which, think that's what I'm thinking now.
1: Glasio, Asmodeus' daughter, has. I see. Okay, but um, so yeah, you're gonna find night hags throughout this area. uh Mad, Mad Maggie is a particularly powerful one, mm-hmm. who's like one of these like warlords upon the plains of Avernus.
2: Yeah, like if you got a name in D and D, yeah, you strong, you're you somebody. Yeah, somebody for
1: sure. And um I don't know the I, the idea of Mad Maggie really reminds me a little bit of Granny Goodness from. um. Sweetie from what is that? uh dark side superman she oh yeah she's like dark she's side's dark major side's general yeah she runs the furies god she, yeah what a
2: weird character yes very much and yeah. like when
1: i was reading about mad maggie it was like oh it's like granny goodness
2: she's like wearing like a dominatrix style like leather yeah and some definitely yeah, yeah definitely
1: i mean dark side's world apocalypse is basically
2: beator yeah, that that tracks. Okay, yeah.
1: so Zariel relishes the slaying of demons and does so personally when the opportunity presents itself. She's even just—oh defe- God, I knew this was coming. She's even defeated Katsukuchi, <sighs> ka- ka-
2: Kats Katschichi, <laughs> kats- kats- Katsuchi, kats- kats- <laughs> kats- 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 It's like a, a Katsuki,
1: the demon lord of wrath. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he's a demonic patron of the Frost Giants, in fact. And uh, oh. in, in she defeated him in single combat, stole his hammer, and chained him to the bottom of a chasm in Avernus, since killing him would simply cause him to go back to the abyss. So nice. She, That's a no good said. solve. It nice is a good solve. solve. Yeah. Trap yeah. that
2: ass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: her approach of charging headfirst into the dangerous situations led by her righteous wrath is the opposite of the previously careful and calculating bell. He is at heart a realist, fully aware that the infinite nature of demonkind leaves the forces of Avernus only capable of a stalemate against their innumerable horde. Zariel, despite her cynicism, is an idealist. She genuinely believes that she can lead a victory over demons and wipe them out from the cosmos. Now, I don't know why she really believes this. Like this really is very telling of her pride because it's just like they're infinite, bro. Like it doesn't end. You know what? She's just ne- she's never seen the abyss. That's what it is. She's never been there.
2: Have you not? Yeah, they probably were like, "Don't look at it; it'll look back at you." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, like her her entire uh,
1: charge was to watch over Avernus, right? And from there, she's like, "Well, the devils are keeping them a stalemate, and like, we could take what what's happening here. Like, we could totally take it on." But maybe she's not really realizing how infinite. The Abyss really is.
2: Yeah, she's like, I can go down there and fucking cut it at the root or whatever. Right, but there is. she's super wrong. Was, I don't know what the root is. It's so deep. <laughs> right. There is no root. It just keeps getting deeper.
1: Despite this idealistic view, Zariel still has to face the real day-to-day challenges of the war itself. Prosecuting the Blood War constantly taxes Zariel's armies. Her legions are constantly being depleted by the ceaseless fighting. To keep hell in the war, she aggressively recruits mortal souls and looks for evildoers on the Material Plane who are willing to bring her more, thus ensuring her more infernal soldiers.
2: You must construct additional pylons. Indeed. I don't know the one from the Zerg anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't know it either. And the methodology of Zariel's lead soul-harvesters is both diabolical and violent. Zariel's cults flourish in mortal regions racked by war, and her agents effectively act as war profiteers, sowing corruption by destroying harmony and stability, thus setting up the right circumstances for mortals to perform heinous deeds. Mm. These warmongering cultists give mortals the means to harm each other by funding evil organizations and distributing weapons and inciting hatred between them by coercing them into acts of sectarian violence justified by the need to defeat some arbitrary enemy. Okay. So she's into some like political astroturfing bullshit here. I was like, wondering it's pretty what, crazy. When like the
2: tie-in to like material and souls and mortals is going to come up and like how she's funding her Yeah, exploits. she's
1: doing it through like crazy subterfuge and Propaganda and shit.
2: Oh, it's if, if souls are if souls in D and D are power and currency for people like this, yeah, or creatures like this, yeah. She's still a person. Does that imply that there are? <laughs> does that imply that there was like this much soul when the universe began? You and know, that it's being distributed here and there because, like, when they get souls, they keep in them souls. True, but souls also get used and destroyed, too. Okay. And souls,
1: the, the soul in D&D isn't technically eternal. It can be consumed and destroyed. It's an energy source. Yeah, it's it's energy Power source. Stars yeah. from
2: Super Mario Odyssey. Power <laughs> Moons.
1: I guess so, maybe. They use that shit as gas. I never played Odyssey.
2: They use that shit as gas. So Power Moons are just Power Stars, but like uh-huh. they look different, like, yeah, sure. like Shines from Super Mario Sunshine. Never played Sunshine. Same thing. Yeah. They're all just power currency. Yeah, sure, absolutely. They literally are putting them in their cars.
1: I could devils definitely devils literally do that they have machines run on soul so yeah
2: they're just like raiding mushroom kingdom yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) uh as modi says bowser confirmed (laughs) Zariel's worshippers are most often those that wish to fight but lack the necessary experience training skill talent and bravery bravery in martial affairs to do so all of which her agents offer them our newly indoctrinated cultists show greater ferocity than before, and our cult leaders have a keen tactical eye. Mm. So, they're very effective. Those that wish to prove themselves on the battlefield, those who seek fame and fortune through military achievement, and simply those who desire, to see, desire the skills needed to survive are also attracted to the cults of Zariel. On the more experienced side, militant conquerors, already established warriors desiring a combative edge, and hobgoblins, specifically, that escape the goblin eyed pantheon of Maglubiet are also typical members. Okay. Um, even entire orders of knights, fighters' guilds, and mercenary companions companies can fall under the sway of Avernus's Archduchess. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is. I like you, <laughs> She's very, very intriguing. She's so mad, though. She's so mad. Uh, Zariel desires the souls of the greatest warriors and expects only the best from those under her command. She allows her devoted. To devoted to live out relatively fuller lives than other cult patrons, if only so they can hone their skills in life and join her ranks of universally disciplined and capable servants in death. Nice. So she wants them to get properly trained because she needs them properly cha- trained.
2: Yeah, when you get to Avernus, you need yeah. to you need to be able to fuck shit up. Exactly. Like I think a lot of devils like that
1: is super not effective. They just need souls for a couple reasons. Number one, for their own machinations, but number two is um, pretty much every uh, archdevil has a quota that they owe as Modius. Yes. So they just need them. They just need them flowing in. They don't care about the quality of soul. It's just get them in. Like, no, she's very much more selective. Like, she she cultivates her souls and makes sure that they're the best that they can be when they come in. Because she's immediately going to throw them into the meat grinder.
2: Yeah, and they have to be. Well, that's good because then you know what to expect from each, like, round of souls. Like, you, Right. And, and you could be like, oh, that batch wasn't so great. Maybe I'll stop plugging that, that particular uh, fighter's guild.
1: Yeah, sure, actually, no. yeah. I'm sure that there is a bit of discernment like that.
2: <laughs> she comes up like, you have fallen out of favor. She starts flailing the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's going to send these souls to asthma.
1: Those mortals who please her while alive are sometimes allowed to keep their memories and be promoted into higher forms of devils rather than become pathetic lemurs. Mm.
2: Hey, wasn't there a uh, like a soul-channeling thing that happened to send like soldiers to the front lines? Or is this just Ariel's like, kind of like thing? Like, you need to keep the demons at bay... You figure it out. Or are, like the other devils like funding her campaign with their souls.
1: So unfortunately for Dariel, like she's on her own. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a give and take thing. It's like she, she stays out of politics because she wants to. And that's fine. Although the other arch devils don't really like her for that. Mm. But basically no one fucks with her. Because yeah. she's the front line. She's busy. Exactly. She's busy and she's not gonna fuck with you and you gain nothing by undercutting her necessarily. Right. You need her to do what she's exactly. doing. Exactly. So like she's in a lot of ways, in some ways, she's very secure in her position.
2: Yeah, she's like um, the perfect weapon for she's like the perfect front front piece. Exactly. That's exactly right. All pawns. Right, all pawns. All pawns up front, baby. Let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
0: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. shopify.com slash realm
2: This episode of The Dungeon Cast is sponsored by The Adventurer's Guide to the Bible. Cleopatra is dead, and Rome and Parthia struggle for world domination in this immersive historical setting for 5th edition. Your adventure begins with a search for the three missing magi, but will bring you into conflict with enemies both human and supernatural. Featuring legendary locations from history, including the Hanging Gardens of Babylon and the Library of Alexandria. This module goes live this Thursday, January 6th, on Kickstarter, and early bird pricing is available for the first 25 backers. We've returned. Indeed we have. Back at it again. Check out our Patreon. It's got stuff on it. It does. Uh, We're doing a lot more stuff this year. There should be a new item. Have we done that? Have we done what? Have we updated the item? The merch stuff?
1: Yes, it's totally updated. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah nice. absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> you're very <laughs> welcome.
2: Cool. I actually haven't seen any of it. I need to go look
1: at it. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, there's multiple new items because right, I kind of spread it across the tiers. So different tiers get different items. The higher the, sticker? the higher? Yeah, I'm not sure. But the higher you go up into the tiers, the more items you're getting. Nice. So, uh, there's like
2: a sticker at the $10. It was the Year of the Giant logo. We should update that.
1: We should update that one. Okay. I'm, I might have. I don't remember.
2: I know but, a bunch of people by I, the time you see, see this the, it will be updated. Yeah, we get the email <laughs> that says like people are going to get merged so yeah, like absolutely. I know it's happening.
1: All right, well, back to Zariel. Yeah. So, Zariel holds a deep disdain for governmental machinations and political maneuvering to such a degree as to refuse to make alliances of any kind with those who will not fall in line with her crusading agenda.
2: Fuck your bureaucracy. Exactly.
1: This, as well as her origin as a celestial, has, of course, made her a political pariah among her peers. The other archdevils would happily depose her if given the chance, and many have made moves to do so in the past. Oh. Her recent return to prominence has set off the parenthesis. Paranoia of Despater, lord of the second Archduke of Dis, in particular, who shares a border with the Archduchess.
2: Dis what? Just Dis- kidding.
1: <laughs> Despater, already the most prudent, overly suspicious of the nine Archdukes, has retreated deeper within his Iron Tower of late, and Mephistopheles, wary of her wrath and aware of the value in having the might of Zario on his side, has sought to gain some sort of leverage over her, but has thus far failed. Mm. Asmodeus himself actually admires Zariel's passion for warfare and effectiveness at waging the blood war. And that's one thing that's very true about Asmodeus. He appreciates competence because he himself is like competence incarnate. Yeah, like, totally. If you are very good at something, he's like, impressive. I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's Darth Vader like, you failed me for the last time. Pretty much, he's yeah. fucking kill you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, he knows Zariel's worth. He put her there. Yeah, so he put her like, there on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I so, get why p- other people are pissed off about it. They can't manipulate her, right?
1: Exactly. She, she doesn't fit into their 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 world paradigm.
2: Right. She sees a DMV and destroys it on sight. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's <laughs> So true. Uh, he has openly welcomed her into the fold of the Archdevils. The angel turned fiend is no doubt something of a jewel in his crown. Mm. And that's another thing too. Is like, look I'm what sure, I did. Yeah, look what I did. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, fuck
2: you guys up there. Yeah, exactly. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm the best. With that, with,
1: without a doubt, though, Zariel's most direct opponent is Bell former Lord of the First. Bell is a pit fiend and considered a military genius specializing in misdirection and defensive tactics, in contrast to his successor's berserker rage. Um, despite instructions by his to cooperate, the two utterly revile each other big surprise mm. and it is likely as modius planned for this dichotomy a win-win situation for him if they are always a threat to each other they will be too busy undercutting undercutting each other for either to advance their own influence anywhere else in the hells if they somehow managed to get along they would likely be an unstoppable force against demon and as could then place them in command of the forays into the abyss to expand the influence of lawful evil
2: oh so, so they want to go take land Well, my point is,
1: like, uh, he put them in the situation, so, like, if they can never get along, that's totally fine. Yeah. It it, keeps them neutralized. But if if they they do, do, they'll be super focused to the point of, like, all right, well, we're good here. Let's move into the abyss. Yeah, okay,
2: wage the the front-line war on the abyssal plate. Exactly. Avernus. Exactly. Okay. Instead,
1: though, the two archfiends continuously invent distractions to avoid having to deal with one another. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Zariel has placed Bell in charge of weapons production to keep him busy, but unfortunately for her, it does nothing to stop his treasonous scheming against her. Since Asmodius directly supports Zariel's rule, Bell cannot directly challenge or defy her, so instead he takes every opportunity to make her seem incompetent. Sure. <laughs> Specifically, he allows and encourages her to continue her reckless maneuvers in the hopes she will at some point overextend her forces and be removed from her station due to a major defeat.
2: Okay, I was going to say it's probably really hard to do that without her just yeah
1: he's got to be really subtle whatever right exactly um Tiamat, the dragon queen who also dwells on avernus has a complex and hostile relationship with zariel zariel at one time was held as a prisoner by the dragon queen when bell had temporarily deposed her bell in his dark eight captured and dragged zariel to tiamat for safekeeping Tiamat was likely not merciful due to the fact that Zariel had once sent her agents to steal from the Dragon Queen's treasure hordes for war funds. <laughs> and you don't steal from a dragon's horde, no. especially not Tiamat.
2: That's a tempting thing, though. That's why it, everyone's always like, constantly all, trying to break it I know,
1: in it's so, and it's right there, and she's fighting this fucking war, and Tiamat's not helping. A dragon is just a vault, and
2: everyone thinks they're fucking Brad Pitt and George Clooney. It's so true.
1: <laughs> in fact, it is said that Bell used Tiamat to siphon Zariel's powers to increase his own infernal abilities, and as Zariel was constantly tortured by Tiamat's Abishai servants who continuously carved off bits of her flesh to feed to Bel for several centuries Mm. the new lore of the first hoping to eventually reduce her to a mere soul uh soul shell okay on the other hand Zariel actively attempts to assist Tiamat in her attempts to escape the hell by assisting mortals with aligning goals uh, these attempts to free her, however, are made only because Zariel was, is unable to kill the Dragon
2: Queen, and so seeing her leave Avernus is the next best option. Okay, so please just go. I just, like the just be, get out of here. The manipulation of mortals from a devil perspective is almost like there's a soul in there, and I just have to like talk to the shell outside of it, and eventually it will be mine. <laughs> right, like, it's basically mine already. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Zariel does have
1: allies, though. Uh, there was once a mortal knight named Haruman who served as one of Zariel's Hellriders. Haruman was a heartless crusader even before his descent that transformed, into, transformed him into a Hell Knight of undying loyalties to Zariel. Zariel is also served by a death knight named Olanthius. Olantheus also served Zariel when she was an angel, but he took his own life when faced with Zariel's corruption and what he was driven to do in her name. Unfortunately for him, he was brought back to serve her while supernaturally bound to her. Though he hates her, he partially blames himself for not seeing the warning signs to her fall.
2: So he kills himself. His soul goes to Avernus. Yeah. Like, uh, because he was under her command no basically there was she cursed him or someone cursed him it's not very clear i'm pretty
1: sure she cursed him and binds him into service she ghost busted him yeah she ghost busted him turned into a death knight dope yeah okay following her fall she was enhanced with fiendish powers such as the typical archdevil ability to alter their forms in addition many of her powers have gained a distinct fire motif she can create fireballs and walls of fire at will her weapons sear with hellish flame and her magical stare can cause spontaneous combustion whereas typical solars have the ability to cast resurrection three times a day it can remove ailments such as disease poison Blindness and deafness, with only a touch. Zaryl instead now has the power to cast Finger of Death three times per day. (laughs) It (laughs) is endowed with a horrid poisoning touch that inflicts the same conditions that an angelic healing touch would reverse. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let me heal that poison. Mm. Oops. <laughs> uh, I touched you.
1: Yeah. Among Zarya's most dangerous weapons, though, are her flying fortresses. Massive basalt citadels that are usually repaired and serviced at the rusting Stygian gates.
2: You know, is it Stygian or is it Stygian? It's Stygian.
1: Okay. Stygian, Stygian docks and refueled by souls extracted directly from the river Styx. Like so you she's see?
2: just throwing castles at people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> The, the castles fly in, yeah, and they're firing off spells and launching
2: demons. Yeah, they or got devils. like cannons or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, okay, sure. But
1: you—you you were talking about what were you talking about? Them using uh, uh, souls for for fuel? Yeah, uh-huh. um, in in Mario. In Mario. Right? Well, that she literally she docks her flying castles and drinks up from the river, sticks some souls, and that's how she fuels the flying castles. Fucking soul diesel. And you know who else tends to have flying castles? Bowser from Mario. This is
2: just—it's like. <laughs> oh man um bowser's just a, mi- a a blend of uh of devils yeah but devils he's, and turtles god he's, he's a turtle devil so, he's so bad though he's i love so, bowser he sucks
1: one such vehicle is a colossal structure shaped like a blade a 450 foot tall fortress crewed by hundreds of devils and can be controlled telepathically only by zariel herself that's
2: like 140 meters
1: it's yeah it is <laughs> the seat of zariel's power is a massive basalt citadel that spans an area of five square miles its walls are ornamented with the partially burned bodies of those that disappointed the lord of the first many still screaming and moaning in dying agony audible from up to a mile away
2: What's that, like 1.2 kilometer?
1: Something like that. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm from America. <laughs>
1: the, the citadel is manned by hundreds of various devils, both inside and out, and protected by high turrets that, reinf- with, that reinforce the walls. The region surrounding the citadel is also altered by Zaryl's magic. Ten foot high gouts of flame burst from the ground 60 feet apart from each other within one mile of the fortress, as well as sight-obscured smoke that clouds it between 500 feet and two miles away and the smell of charred meat and screaming voices that can be perceived from up to nine miles away. God damn. <laughs> Within the bounds of this lair, Zariel can create more fireballs as well as major images to frighten her enemies. She has a particular preference for images of loved ones being burned alive. Dude. She's really mean. She's just yeah. really fucking mean. And she's
2: doing high level shit. Yeah, she is. She's doing really high level magic. Uh, like illusion magic. That's kind of interesting. I never thought of like an angel doing illusion magic.
1: Um, well, she's not an angel anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but that's like, a good point. Like
2: her power set is like like set from the angel version and then yeah, like manipulated. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of reversed. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now she's telling lies.
1: Indeed, yeah, 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 there you go. Mm. So, fun fact, Zariel is mentioned in the story of the trial of Asmodeus Esm- as being the angel who demanded to be heard and cut to the front of the line, which caused a brawl with her fellow angels. Asmodeus watched with a smile as the brawl became a battle before pr- a Primus demanded order, scolding the angels for infighting, presenting Asmodeus with a ruby rod to ensure his adherence to the law.
2: I kind of remember this. This, this kind of we talked about is the a, a piece episode. of her corruption story, right?
1: Uh, it is a little bit, and I'm sure it's the moment Asmodeus kind of got his eye on her and was like oh i think i see one
2: he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna warming them holes in that yeah.
1: armor i'm gonna get in there so that's all i have about Zario. oh shoot we man. do have a stat block
2: oh wow we gotta we, look that up yeah we're gonna you want to read it i do let's do it do we have it no we're gonna have to look it up we're gonna go look it up yeah we'll be right back <laughs> okay all right, we're back. Indeed, we are. I got the Zariel stat block. Indeed, uh, you do. Um, this image, uh, this thumbnail from D and D Beyond of the, I call them thumbnails now, uh, <laughs> of of this, I do not see a flail hand. I see a spear. Okay, and a sword.
1: so yeah, that's a great point. Um, that is the first artistic rendition from Five E of her before, before descent she had a flail hand. <laughs> well, before descent into Avernus was written, which okay. kind of like flesh out a whole a lot more of her yeah. lore. Um, if you want, go ahead and Google Zariel, D and D five e, and there is that's the the art piece you were just looking at. That's the only one that looks like that. The rest look different. They look. Oh like, yeah, here's the do, front do, the front page image. Do that? No, the one right next to it. That's like the official official image. of Oh, her, the Forgotten Realms. Right oh yeah. It.
2: Oh, that's a long flail. Yeah, that's oh, a long.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a long flail. And she looks drastically different. She looks way scarier.
2: Yeah, some um, vampire vibes going. On. Some nose too yeah. in the face. Yeah, a little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah. A uh, little bit. Yeah,
2: I like the wings better and with the flames on it, it reminds yeah. me a lot of the um oh god damn it, Diablo, right? The <laughs> the I think there's actually a, like late game you get like wings, angel wings that look like that. They're like kind of mechanical looking almost, but they oh, okay. like, burst fire.
1: Yeah. Like, I like the look of the fire wings too, but you know, I, I like the idea that her wings are marred and leathery. Mm. Um, it just makes her seem so much more, I don't know, like like she really has fallen.
2: Yeah, okay. So. Some Raven Queen kind of feeling going yeah. on here. Uh, okay, let me get to the stat block. Yes,
1: let's talk about Zariel's stats because she is very powerful.
2: We got a large fiend, devil, um, lawful evil, mm-hmm. all tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's, everything's on board. Hashed out the flail hand. We got it. Armor class is 21 natural, so yeah. it's just her body. <laughs>
1: it's just her body. It's very strong. That's uh, extremely high AC. Like a barbarian. Um, I don't. Well, no, on a, on,
2: unarmored defense, right?
1: Yeah, but like even a maxed out like four four. That I don't mean the numbers. Yeah. Oh, well, I I'm, guess yeah. yes, yes. I like just a mean barbarian, like the way a barbarian, sure. a barbarian
2: do. Yeah, five hundred and eighty hit points, which is uh, large. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of HP. 50-foot uh, flying speed. Or I'm sorry. That's a 50-foot walking speed and 150-foot flying speed. Why
1: would she ever walk?
2: But if she did, she'd go walk faster and better than you. For intimidation purposes, Absolutely. Can, uh, yes. She's going <laughs> to walk better than you and angrier. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like the kind of fly speed of uh, like what are those? Um, that's a dragon's fly speed, I'm pretty sure. No. Well, an ancient dragon, huh? I think so, yeah. Um, well, uh, I was going to say those um, those elemental titans
1: um what the, like an elder tempest and a phoenix yeah and stuff? those have 150 fly speed oh, i'm pretty okay. sure yeah
2: we got 27 strength 24 dex 28 con 26 intelligence 27 wisdom 30 charisma so her
1: lowest score is a 24
2: yeah and it's <laughs> dex that's probably like the worst score to have that the low like it's not low she's got a plus no, seven to low, it but, but yeah like in comparison to I mean, the others look at that ac though that's so strong <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what's making her hittable is her low, her quote unquote low decks. Yeah, right? sure. Okay. Uh, we got saving throws, intelligence is plus 16, wisdom plus 16, charisma plus 18. My God. Skills are intimidation plus 18, perception plus 18. Yeah, mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm, tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, damage resistances. Everything. You're take half from cold, <laughs> fire, radiant, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical attacks that aren't silvered. Uh, immunities are necrotic and poison. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Uh condition immunities, charmed, exhaustion, frightened, poisoned. You cannot exhaust all,
1: her. All pretty standard for like things of this magnitude.
2: Right. That's why Bell's like, I gotta make you get far enough ahead so that they can get behind you. Right. <laughs> Alright. We got dark vision. Surprise. Course. Hey, guess what? 120 feet of it though. That's a lot. It's like yeah. twice the amount. Yeah. Uh as far as she just doesn't have true sight, but whatever. Uh yeah, maybe she's too mad to, to see truly. <laughs> maybe. Passive perception's twenty six. Uh, she speaks every language, all of them. And telepathy. Telepathy of 120 feet. That's just like psychically commanding my local troop to go do whatever. Right, exactly. That's so terrifying. Yeah. Um, challenge rating is 26. 90k, ninety thousand experience.
1: So for for reference here on it's a the
2: plus eight proficiency bonus. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Reference here for the um, how impressive the challenge rating is. Uh, Demogorgon's the most powerful. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah, shout out to Demogorgon. Is the most powerful demon lord. His challenge rating is a yes, 25.
2: Yes. The most powerful fiend.
1: <laughs> His challenge rating, according to the books, is a 25.
2: Oh, no, that's wrong.
1: Zariel is probably the weakest of the Archdukes. And her challenge rating is going to be a 26. Like, this is, this is how the Blood War has stated stalemate is Devils really are magnitude stronger than demons most of the time.
2: Well, yeah, because they're not, uh, they're they're not, not infinite. infinite. No. They're not infinite. They're very so finite. Demon Goron's challenge rating is actually an eight sideways. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Go you got
2: devil's sight. That's the kind of eyes you get when you are... You know, hanging. Out oh, she Satan. can see. She can see. You can see through magical darkness. Yeah, magical okay. darkness does not impede Zariel's dark vision. Nice. It's so supreme. It's the best dark vision there is. Yeah, Why doesn't every absolutely. player have it? They will eventually. <laughs> they will five point five e will implement Devil's Sight on, every on all player, characters. Every single one. <laughs> uh, dark. What is what is night No one knows. Fiery weapons. Uh, Zariel's weapon attacks are magical. And when she hits with any weapon, the weapon deals an extra 36, 8d8 fire damage. Goddamn. Included in the weapons attack below. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Innate spellcasting. Zarya's innate spellcasting ability is charisma, which means it's insane. It's just insane. Mm -hmm. Spell save DC 26. She can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components. At will, Alter Self can become medium when changing her appearance. Why? Why would she ever... I don't know, maybe she, yeah it I guess to fit through doors <laughs> Some doors you can't blast open with your fucking strong arm. Or you arms. can, but you want those doors to remain there Sometimes so. I don't want to tuck my wings that way Yeah, sure, absolutely <laughs> I just shrink down uh-huh. uh, Okay uh, What else we got? Detect evil and good Fireball, invisibility on self only And wall of fire, which is a very good spell Do you think she ever
1: uses detect evil and good? I mean, it's nothing but evil in all directions. Like, what's the point, right?
2: Uh, Insight is a wisdom-based skill. She has uh, plus eight to wisdom stuff. The only way she's casting that is if she's looking for someone good, right? Yeah, or like they're hiding behind what is it, like a foot, uh, an inch of lead, or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> that stops, uh, like her super sight. I I don't think that's a thing, but sure. Oh, well, maybe they're like hiding behind some shit, and she's like, "Oh, I know they're good. Pop that off. Now yeah. I know where you are. Right. It's fucking." Uh, alignment radar. Uh, three per, three times a day, she can blade barrier, dispel evil and good, and finger of death.
1: Yep, absolutely, she, she can. She'll give you that little stinky pinky. Oh no! Uh, legendary resistance oh, three no. times a
2: day. If Zariel fails a saving throw, she doesn't.
1: Yeah, she doesn't. Three <laughs> she times just a day. She doesn't. Yep.
2: <laughs> That's how this game works. Mm-hmm. Magic resistance. Zario has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay. Super barbarian. No danger sense. Just that. Yep. Regeneration. Zariel regains twenty HP at the start of her turn. You have to keep taking the HP down because it just keeps going back up. Uh, And you cannot exhaust her. Uh, She's inexhaustible. Inexhaustible. If she takes radiant damage, this trait doesn't function at the start of her next turn, much Mm. like a troll when it gets hit with fire. (laughs) Did you just compare Zariel to a troll? And that's It's written the same right. mechanic. Okay, all right. So, sure. yes. Yeah. Uh, tro- trolls are nasty if you don't know that. I mean, but trolls re- are nasty. You can't, this I is know. really hard to fight if you don't have yeah. the data. I
1: just can't imagine what Zariel's reaction to that would be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just I'd be dead before. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast in the name of Demon Gorgon. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Zariel dies only if she starts her turn with zero hit points and doesn't regenerate. Much like a troll, uh, <laughs> Zariel. She's Z- basically a troll. Zariel, a big nasty troll, winged troll with fire that <laughs> likes fire a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, not like a troll at not all. Not like a troll in that regard. Uh, all right. I what are what her actions? I wonder
2: what that's like. I remember this radiance. No, uh, I yeah, I, I imagine it's tinged with shame, a shame of her fall. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna regen. I don't feel like it. <laughs> Stop hitting me with that, man! You're making me stop bringing up my past. <laughs> all
3: right, Sorry. tell me about her actions. Sorry, God damn it. it. Uh, okay, it. so uh,
2: we got the multi attack Zariel uh-huh. attacks twice with her long sword, not her stinky finger, or with her javelins, uh, which I do see in the. What about arm. her mace? What about her flail? Right. Well, maybe that we'll should be rewritten. There. Maybe we'll get there. That's not lore correct. No, I don't think it is because there's nothing about the flail here. She it's lost all about her sword. Javelin. I would substitute javelin stuff for flail. Yeah, maybe she uses the flail to wrap around javelin and like fucking whip the javelin out
1: That's adding a lot of extra steps for no reason Ah,
2: Yeah, it is (laughs) Uh, Okay, long sword is a melee weapon attack plus 16 to hit Uh reach of 10 feet. Oh one target. Uh, Oh She she has the same reach as a bugbear Uh, (laughs) She's gonna do 17 or 2d8 plus 8 slashing damage or 19 2d10 plus 8 slashing damage If used with two hands Which she does not have So yeah this is <laughs> Jesus, not lore correct not. She has to whip the flail around yeah. And use that as yeah. the second hand <laughs> uh, Okay so we can do Plus 36 8d8 fire damage I wonder if there's like DMs that go out there Like oh yeah she uses it two handed And the players are like you just told me she got a fucking yeah, flail out there. Exactly. And they're like, no, no. It's all falling apart. No, it can't be. It's a fucking major. Yeah, that, super that major. needs to be eroded. I don't know why why it's not. But yeah, anyways, I mean, We're in D&D Beyond, so it's, yeah. this is up to date. Uh, so we got a melee or a ranged weapon attack with plus 16 to hit, reach of 10 feet. Oh, did I say this was a javelin? Yeah, you did. Okay, good. Uh, or range 30 to 120 feet. One target, it's going to hit for 15, 2d6 plus 8 piercing damage, plus plus Thirty-six, eight, D eight, fire damage. I've. There's so, that's so much redundancy to say fiery weapons up front, and then just like yeah, it's included <clears throat> in every. Yeah, in every, it's all your shit. Is I fire. guess they're just saying why, like with fiery weapons, right? Or maybe there's some way to turn off fiery weapons. I don't know. I don't know. Horrid touch, <laughs> stinky finger. Recharge on five to six. <laughs> Zariel touches one creature within ten feet of her. The target must succeed on a DC <clears throat> twenty-six Constitution saving throw. That's really high. Or take forty-four. That's not. 4d4, that is 4-4. Okay. 4, 4t4. 4t4 or 8d10 necrotic damage and be poisoned for one minute. Which mm. is a long time when you go into the time suck of d combat. Yeah, it's true. While poisoned in this way, the target is also blinded and deafened. Goddamn. That sucks.
1: You're poisoned, <laughs> blinded, and deafened. Shit, that's
2: a stinky thingy. no, fingy. no. The target no. can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. She can teleport. Zarya magically teleports, yeah. along with any equipment she is wearing and carrying up to 120 feet to an unoccupied space she can see. She actually, she's like Mega Man. When she defeats uh, an enemy, she like gains their power. And when she defeated Inagu, she got to teleport. He teleports quite crazy, right? I remember that being a thing. He does, yeah. I do remember that. He teleports like crazy.
1: Yeah, she's like, I defeated,
2: I defeated the Reploid Yunagu. I and, understood the reference. Yeah, cool. All
1: right, <laughs> legendary actions.
2: Yep, we got those. Uh, Zariel can take three of those, uh, okay. choosing from uh, some options. That she's got. Looks well. like she's got two options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Im- immolating. 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 I thought, immolating. That, I thought immolating. that was with an E. I hate vowels. Uh, Fun fact about me: I hate fouls. Immolating the ga- immolating gaze costs two actions, so that that kind of accounts for mm-hmm. it's like three. Mm-hmm. So Zariel turns her magical gaze toward one creature she can see within 120 feet of her and commands it to combust. Wow. The target must succeed on Burn. DC 26 Wisdom saving throw or take 22 or uh, four d10 fire damage and then teleport. She uses her teleport action, so yeah. she can.
1: So basically, once a round, she's going to light your friend on fire and teleport somewhere. Yeah. Like there's nothing's going to stop her from doing that.
2: Or she's going to teleport somewhere and light you on fire. Yeah. True that. True that. Yeah. Let's just show up yeah. behind you, hit you with a stinky finger and then yeah. your friend explodes. Yeah. Dope. That's that's it. Uh, <laughs> we've got Lair stuff. Do you want me to read that? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's hear about her Lair yeah, stuff. Yeah, Zario makes her Lair in a Basalt Citadel that rises up in Avernus. I told you all about it. From nearly a mile away. <laughs> do we need to read this? Well, uh, Lair actions
1: is really what we need. We know her Lair is a Basalt Citadel. What are her Lair actions? What There's can she do? There's devils
2: of all kinds crawling all over the structure, ensuring that no intruders breach the defenses. Anyway, Lair actions on initiative count of 20, losing initiative ties. Um... Zarya can take a layer action to cause one of the following effects. She can't use the same effect two rounds in a row. Mm-hmm. She can cast Major Image four times at its lowest level, targeting different areas with the spell. Okay. Uh, that's a powerful spell. That's yeah. a really, really yeah. powerful
1: spell. You got to be clever with it, too, though.
2: Yes. Yeah. You, you, and she's really smart. So. Well, she
1: is, but the DM has to be in this case. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. true. Yeah.
2: Um, Zar- yeah, because you don't have to tell them that it. They have to see through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You're just going to tell your players like you see X, Y, and Z. There's
2: a field of flowers. There's rabbits all over it. They're on fire. All of them. Uh- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Zariel prefers to cre- Har- harangons. They're dying. Uh, Zariel <laughs> prefers to create images of intruders, loved ones being burned alive, like harangons, which I love dearly. Zariel doesn't Fields need. Of rabbits. Yeah. Zariel doesn't need to concentrate on the spells which end on initiative 20 of the next round. Each creature that can see these illusions must succeed on a DC 26 wisdom saving God, throw or so become high. frightened of the illusion for one yeah. minute. That means you can't go towards it. can't move towards it, right? Yeah. Uh, a frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a success. And then uh, also Zariel casts her innate fireball, spe- fireball spell. Mm. Uh, regional effect. The region containing Zariel's lair is warped by her magic, which creates one or more of the following effects. The area within nine miles of the lair is filled with screaming voices yeah, and a stench of burning meat, Yeah, which we covered, <laughs> and then once every 60 feet within one mile of the lair, which we also covered 10 foot high, gouts of flame rise above the ground. Any creature or object that touches the flame takes seven 2d6 fire damage, though it can take this damage no more than once per round. Um, the area within two miles but no closer than 500 <clears throat> feet of the lair is filled with smoke, uh, which causes the area to be heavily obscured. The smoke can't be cleared away. If Zariel dies, these effects fade over the course of 1d10 days. If you kill Zariel in her lair, in her... In her uh, That's also at all? Yeah, or her level of, of avernus. Oh, okay, yeah. She will die for real, right? And yes, not be, yes. Not be repopulated, Yeah, not absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, why would she ever go here to her to her place to like give orders because she's inexhaustible and she could just like go fight forever.
1: Um I mean war is more than just like wherever she's at. Yeah. So she has, she has, to, has to, check to have a Bell. command sister. Yeah she has to check on Bell. <laughs> People answer her to her. She's she's dealing with uh, more than just actual combat. There's logistics and, and news and all the other stuff and terrain yeah, and I bet
2: like, I bet the bubble of abyssal <clears throat> stuff, like gets crazy, and then mm. she goes out. Exactly, with yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah. um Any questions about Zariel? I know Zariel has entered the battlefield. Yeah, that would she... be a scary prompt. To Fuck see. yeah, it
1: would be. Oh you're yeah, just like a oh fucking, my goodness. You're
2: a fucking. What's like, the, I'm going Bye. What's the fly one? Fly. Uh, uh The demon. uh um, looks like a fucking with a like long mosquito the, beak. Chasme or Chasme? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that that shit's like, fuck, turn around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's back. exactly right. And so no. I, got,
1: I got one last thing about Zahariel. It's that in, it's spoilers for Descent into Avernus. Um,
2: oh, spoilers for Descent into
1: Avernus. Yes. A, uh, adventure module based Indeed. in hell. Yes. Um, You do have the option of attempting to redeem Zahariel where she can re-become a solar angel. Um, Ooh. I'm not too uh, keen on the, the details of it, um, but because of that... I don't know where this lands canonically speaking. Like,
2: oh, I get it. Usually,
1: like, adventure modules, like, uh, a specific ending will get canonized upon the next edition. So essentially, we're, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Like, Zariel is both uh, an archdevil and a solar angel simultaneously until we open the box and find out next edition. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, right. Is the cat
2: (laughs) awake or asleep? It is both. Yeah, I think it's actually alive or dead, but. Uh, well is, in my in the children's I read my kid I read sorry. my kid quantum physics books uh, Oh do you know <laughs> Yeah but they're they're written for children That's awesome. and so it's a wake or a Will. Yeah of course I'm uh-huh. sorry my apologies What is sleep but the cousin of death
1: It's very true actually mm. Um what, what was I saying
2: um <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh Zario might
1: be a solar angel now. We just don't know it. Um, but as now, far when you
2: say the next edition, do you mean like five point five is gonna lock uh, it down? All it
1: really means the next time they address the situation.
2: So the next book about Avernus will yeah. have the canonical. They'll have lore... they'll have to say. They'll yeah. have
1: to say what what the deal is and then people will know, okay, canonically then she <laughs> she never was redeemed, she stayed, or she was
2: redeemed and
1: now Bell's back in charge or
2: whatever. Put in the situation of a party Mm-hmm. Like making the decision to help redeem her, or yeah. le- or kill her, I guess is the yeah. alternative, or just leave um, her. A, a, a I d- a guess devil? so. I
1: never played the the the, the module. It's, I guess it's like one the, of those three, right?
2: Hey, are you going to be chill, or do we have to fucking put you down? Is <laughs> right, like that exactly. maybe. Okay, I don't know. so let's let's present three options then. Yes, uh, like redeemer. Well, redeem. Would you redeem? I guess it would be redeemer kill. Because like, why would you leave her a devil? Um, <laughs> um. I think
1: the, the only reason you would leave her is if you thought the alternative was worse. Mm. If you thought the alternative someone else stepping in was worse. Which, uh, maybe you could argue that. Bell like, really don't like I Belle. think Belle is technically more evil than her. If okay. you really don't like Belle. So I could see leaving her in that regard. As for redemption, I don't know. Redemption is, is a tricky thing um, when it comes to like whether one deserves it or whether one deserves grace. And the story you're trying to tell. Um, I don't know enough about the module, but from what little I do know, Zariel doesn't seem to deserve uh, a second chance. A second chance, and uh, or the second chance that she would deserve probably shouldn't be becoming a celestial, almost god level thing that can, has all this power and can do all this good. You know what I mean? Spoilers or for, do all this whatever she wants.
2: Spoilers for uh, Keanu Reeves starred Constantine. Uh, like the DC movie that came out a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that a reference movie. on the show. It's a long movie. Time. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love uh, it. <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned top five movies a lot yeah. recently on this uh-huh. podcast, and Keanu Reeves is in a, a lot couple of them because <laughs> Constantine is. Re- I think it's a really well done. It's very it's good. very good movie, it's right? Very so good. so at the uh, spoilers for this. So at the end, Gabriel is the angel that is turning right. Right and she does get a second chance but as a mortal exactly they strip her wings right like that's a cool option exactly and yeah. that's
1: how i think it would probably narratively speaking be more satisfying Go like, yourself okay in the yeah moral world you, you can be redeemed technically but like you're going to have to do the work mm-hmm. you're not just there's not just gonna be a moment where you grab your sword and you're like no i don't want this anymore and now you're an angel no yeah, fuck right. that shit. save but, me save me god yeah, wait who's right. in
2: charge of celestia
1: um. Whew, okay, so technically, the person in charge of Mount Celestia is Zafkiel. The um. Oh man, I'm pulling up knowledge that I haven't I haven't messed with in a while. He is a member of the Hebduad. He's the leader of the Hebduad Okay, which are the they are essentially like super angels. Yeah, yeah. I kind of remember in charge super of each layer, yeah. but they're not gods. Right. Okay. And Zafkil. Zafkiel is essentially like the power level of like an Asmodeus, like a greater deity. Mm. But he doesn't have worshippers or anything like that. He's, he's outside he's of that. a god? Ah, uh, he's not. But he's not a god. But he's at oh. that power level for sure. Oh, okay, okay. But no worshippers. No, doesn't grant spells. Like, no, doesn't function like a Just god. Just hella strong. Just hella strong and manages the lawful good plane and um, saves, saves the souls of babies. That's kind of his deal.
2: Like Larry the Lobster. What? Spongebob. What super, super strong saving yeah. babies? Yeah, sure. It's like
1: Larry the Lobster from
2: SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know right. why I thought of Larry. The right. lobster. It's, it's, it's like long rest buff. time. Yeah. We are so far asleep. Yeah.
1: Taking a long rest. Okay.
2: Just outside the studio, ranking members of the Cult of Dimagogan and founders of the Dungeon Cast Fan Club, Grimly and Gromly, conspire to send their demonic master pertinent information to aid and abet toward the victory of their true patron, Demogogon in the Blood War. Shout out to Demogorgon. Let's listen in. That was a very good episode. Very infor informative. Yeah, a lot of information. Yeah,
1: yes, yes, the boys are very good at the uh, Yes, they're quite uh, good. The are good. You know, and the good. will be proud.
2: Indeed. Yeah, shout uh, out to Dimaqon. Uh,
1: shout to Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Now, uh, if
2: I calibrated everything correctly, we'll get precisely one minute to. Oh, uh, well, only one. Only one minute. Only one minute. That's all I can do right now. But I've got. We've got to okay. send our recap.
0: Oh, to, the, to the boss. The Cliff Notes.
2: He needs the Cliff Notes. Okay. So let's do it. What? Are you ready? I'm gonna turn the thing on. Okay.
0: Ta- what, are, what are we telling him? Uh, about Zaria. Right? I turned it on. About Zaria. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. Yes,
2: that's what the episode is about. Oh. Yeah,
0: Z- no. Z- Zariel,
2: She has stinky fingers. She's finger. really big. She's, she's really, really big. Her fingers weird. smell real bad. It's got leathery. Uh, she's full. So- oh. So are they, angry! Are they fiery very, or are they leathery angry. wings? Yes. I don't know. Maybe maybe, was there a hand, hand or was, was there was a flail? Definitely, definitely, definitely flail. Was a flail. No hand. Right, you're right. No Is she hand. whipping the javelin out? She, crazy, she used right? to Still, be an angel. Maybe she, maybe she, kicks, the kicks, the she maybe maybe kicks the javelins.
1: She might maybe be an angel again, we're not sure. A lot of fire. A lot of
2: fire. And she can make your loved ones on fire. She really likes doing that. But fake and for real? Did I get that? Why are you laughing? we only got a little bit oh, of Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm
1: getting distracted.
2: <laughs> what else? <laughs> it has gotta be something else. There was lot more, She
1: kinda does three things.
2: Is this Belle? What are we- do? Why are you worried about Belle? Smells bad, and she's mad. making weapons. She's yes, mad. But he's
1: not in charge anymore.
2: Well, she's not, not wearing more, armor. But I saw the picture. She not is armored. She's not naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I checked.
1: <laughs> Good. Yeah, you you for do you have
2: anything else we need? No, I think uh, that's all we needs. Needs. I need. I, I didn't, start, I didn't start, start a timer. Was shout that a out to shout, to shout out to Demogorgon! Shout out to Demogorgon! Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the episode where, uh yeah, we recap. What are we doing? <laughs> welcome to the year of the of friend of oh, the fiend
1: of the fiend. Year of my friend. Where well, we're talking about a lot of fiends this year. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun.
2: A lot of. F- Fun, friendly, fiendishness.
1: Very excited for this slow but sure formation of the Dungeon Gaz Zodiac. We have the Year of the Dragon, the Year of the Giant, the Year of the Beholder, and now the Year of the Fiend. Uh, eventually, we're going to have 12 of these bad boys, and we'll release a calendar.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how I'm going to be dressed when I take my photo shoot Thanks <laughs> oh, oh, no. for that. <laughs> Get me in July, baby. Swim trunks. Indeed. or less um,
1: if you guys want to promote what we're doing here uh, check yeah. us out over on patreon.com slash the dungeon cast we got a bunch of cool stuff and uh, it helps keeps the light on and helps us uh, make new
2: projects yeah uh, it's going to help us soundproof this area we recorded now because yeah. like there's hella problems yeah. It's just a general environment. Indeed. But there's something we can do about it, and we're going to use Patreon money to do it. So thank you guys so much for uh, for supporting the show and helping us make improvements and upgrades. We do other projects like Super Quest Saga, which is an actual play podcast set in space. You can check that out. Uh, it's on hiatus, but we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be
1: back very shortly Promises. after the this episode drops, in fact. Um, end of January is what we're aiming for. Yeah. We're, I think we're, we're in the final 10 episodes here. The story is coming to a crescendo, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um,
2: we got Twitter. We got TikTok. We got – I got Instagram. It's You can find me on there. Indeed. I'll post some stuff today. We also got
1: a merch store. If you guys want to support your Cast fandom, go ahead and check out sportsshirt.com slash the DungeonCast. And you should be able to pick out a jacket, a shirt, a beanie, a hat. Stickers. Uh, stickers. I think hella we, we, stickers. Have stickers. we got stickers. We got tote bags. We got all kinds of stuff. There's so
2: ha- There's a lot of stuff yeah, on
1: there. Yeah, we got a bunch of cool designs. It's not just our logo, although our logo looks really cool. Hella there, stuff. Like yeah. nine hella there's stuff. There's like characters from Super Quest Saga. There's what, the Grumps? There's a, there's a few other things. So
2: yeah, go yeah. check it out. Um, and thank you for a wonderful year of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you to the, the fabled story, legendary Hobbleman. Yes, that one. Yes, that one. That one. Uh, you did an awesome job. Um, I, oh, shit. I meant to montage his Beholder creations. Guess I got to do it on this episode. Sure. Yeah, this go was, for he, it. Hey, check this out. The video is changing. There's, <laughs> there's creations of Hobbleman. And you Thank can see you the, all
1: the Beholders that we concocted in our minds and drawn by Hobbleman.
2: Th- thanks for doing that, man. That was really, really cool. It was a lot of fun seeing Indeed. them all come together. I'm <laughs> sure the final one is going to be, um, you know what? I don't think I've seen the final update. So it's good that you haven't done it yet. Yeah, so it's good that I haven't done it yet. It's a great way to transition from the end of last year into this new year of 2022. Dungeon Cast Boogaloo, as we're calling it. Uh, Friendly, fun, and fiendish. Definitely fiendish. That's the tagline for this year. Fiendish, fiery, and... Fiery. um, Fucked up. uh, Fucked up. (laughs) uh, Fearful. You're the fiend. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Call we're calling it a game. That's we're calling we it a game. Bye. We're calling by a game because it's a, a podcast about uh, tabletop games. Up? The
1: camera's not even on.
2: The camera's not on. Sit, back, sit down.
0: The Dungeon Cast.
3: What does feminism mean to you?